Three all the person Doris Turner. Doris, good morning to you, boy. Last night, at least listening on the audio part, it started out mundane and it sure caught fire in a hurry, the committee of the whole meeting last night, didn't it? But at least it wasn't as long as it has been the last couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, and, and that, that's we right. It was thank like you hour. for yes, that, sir. Alderwoman woman Turner. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, very, very yeah, good. Yeah, Alderman uh, Hanauer was ahead of whip out. He, he runs was, a tight ship. He, he does. Yeah, he Absolutely. does. Yes. He definitely does. Well, listen, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the things. First uh, first off, I think as we were going along, we were talking about the complaints that you're receiving about garbage and things, you know, uh, properties being unkempt in, in various areas of the city. And uh, one of the proponents of, uh, you know, th- there seemed to be a lot of uh, fever toward not only finding the, the tenant itself, but finding the landlord, too, in some of these areas. What What's your thoughts on this? You know, those are habitual complaints, but one of the things that I thought was very interesting about last night's discussion is that it really proves what we have been saying all along is that this is a problem throughout the city, not just in the inner city older neighborhoods. So I really appreciated Alderman Redpath's take on it, and I thought that it brought, uh, you know, a whole different flavor to the discussion. But I think that we are all on one accord that something needs to happen, and I think that it really is a step forward with the recognition that we have to hold landlords as well as tenants responsible for their properties. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that holds right in line. I think so many times we see uh, you, you hate to use the term, but you see slumlord. You know where people people buy houses in this city and then just let them go unkempt and and, and see up up to the tenant for the upkeep, and that's not always fair to put on them because that rent should include that upkeep. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And one of the things that I have been talking about since my time on the council is the fact that we have a number of people that see uh, buying, you know, these real uh, cheap properties as a, uh economic boom for them. And they're just not prepared to be landlords. And we have to hold them accountable. You can't just buy a two or $3,000 property, you know, slap some paint and, and, you know, maybe some carpet in it and then, you know, rent it out for eight nine hundred dollars a month, which is good income for you. But you know, if you don't have the financial wherewithal to keep that property up, you have to be held accountable and responsible because we are really, as a council, have put a lot of time, energy, and actually financial resources into trying to revitalize our uh, inner city older neighborhoods, and it's not fair to the. Uh, Council, and it's not fair to those individuals that are truly investing in those neighborhoods to have people that are not being held accountable. Are we back to where we need to go back to the idea that uh, Mark Mahoney back, had back when he was an alderman of uh, just putting the, the trash pickup on the CWLP bill? All these apartment complexes have electricity. Do you just need to just add that in there to make sure it's all covered? You know, um, Jim, I have been pushing that forever, and I finally, finally got got it to the place where uh, two years ago there was an agreement that for those individuals that were most egregious, we would put their uh, their trash on the CWLP bill. Unfortunately, I've, been, I've had an extremely hard time with uh, actually making that, uh, making that happen, making that be a reality. I have one residence in my ward that every year, there's a huge problem. We have to go in. We have to clean up. 
they get, uh, you know, trash service. They have it for a month and or the three months, and then that's the end of it. And I have been trying for at least a year and a half to get that property uh, on the CWLP bill, but it's just been uh, very difficult. But that would be, I think, a real opportunity to uh, make a step forward. Ward 3 Alderperson Doris Turner is with us on the Council Roundup, and Jim Leach is in for Greg Bishop today. Jim? Alderwoman Turner, uh, last night uh, there were allegations raised of a a double standard by Springfield police. Alderman Gregory uh, brought this up, uh, suggesting that uh, police uh, were harder on uh, some of the uh, the street parties uh, than they were on protesters blocking downtown streets uh, on several occasions in the last few weeks. Uh, And you talked about this. You also talked about even uh, family gatherings over the Memorial Day weekend where you say police uh, came out uh, because they they felt the crowds were too big, but you don't feel like that was happening all over town. Uh, Give us your your thoughts on this. Is there really a a double standard? Do you think it's intentional? Is it just a perception of it? What's really happening? You know, uh, um, Jim, we all know that perception is, you know, 99% of a lot of people's reality. And I think that we have seen in our community over um, these past three months a, uh, a double standard in the way that people have looked at or perceived that this whole social distancing uh, has been looked at by uh, law enforcement. I mean, there have been large gatherings at Washington Park. There's been large gatherings of people having graduation parties and other family gatherings, and, you know, nothing comes of it. And But we have that same situation in another part of town, and uh, police are going out. They're not issuing any tickets, but they're asking people to disperse, and there is definitely a um, police presence. And, you know, I think that this is systemic of what we have seen throughout our country over the past, you know, year, year and a half. And um, we really have to work on that. We have to work hard to address it and uh, do what we can to, uh, you know, not have that happen in the city of Springfield. We don't want it to spill over and become something even bigger and uglier than it has to be. And if things are left unchecked, that's what happens. You know, just like I said last night, I really feel like we all have a responsibility to speak up and speak out when we see those things um, happening and occurring. And our leadership has a responsibility to address that. We can't just sit silent because I believe in oftentimes silence, um, you know, denotes that uh, that it's okay, that people think that it's um, tolerable and, you know, we're, we're not going to do anything to address it, and we're just going to let it continue. I wanted to ask you, too, about uh, some of the uh, the business enforcement. The mayor complained last night the city's not really getting the backing of the county health department when businesses have jumped the gun on some of the state guidelines. Uh, it, it's really a twofold question. One, uh, what do you think uh, the city, the county, whomever should be doing about this? And number two, uh, in your own ward, what have you heard from business owners? And are, are there businesses that are shutting down and are not going to reopen when this is all said and done? What are, what are you hearing about that in Ward 3? You know, I think that we have to acknowledge that there are businesses in the city of Springfield that have been very compliant with the governor's executive order. And I think that it's not that we want to overly applaud those businesses because they're doing what they're supposed to do. 
But on the other hand, we have to acknowledge that when there are other businesses that are not being compliant, they have that has to be acknowledged and it and it has to be dealt with in some way. We can't just act like that it's that it's okay. Um, I I think that I understand that you know police have a difficult time in how they go about with enforcement. You know they they say that there's not teeth in the executive order and they don't their hands are tied. There's not a lot they can do. However, when you have a business that just says, we're open, we're conducting business, we don't care what the uh, governor's executive order says, there seems to me that there has to be some type of acknowledgement that that's happening and addressing it in some form or fashion. <clears throat> Excuse me, you just can't allow it to, um, to go on. It's not fair. It's not fair to those businesses that are being compliant. Um, you know, I, I, and I do have to say that uh, the east side of Springfield gets a, a bad rap a lot of times. You know, it, 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 every time people want to talk about the most negative things in Springfield, that's the part of town that they start talking about. But, you know, I want to say that during this um, pandemic, there have been businesses on the, on the east side of Springfield that have not only been compliant, but have really stepped up. I mean, you have a um, restaurant like Boyd's that has been closed. They've, they started doing their, their drive-through when they were able to do so. But during the whole month of May, they uh, fed the homeless every day. So, you know, not only are they not open for business, but they're spending money to contribute to try and, um, you know, make their community a, bit, a better place. So we have to have some accountability for those businesses that, that are not uh, doing their part to flatten, flatten the curb. I, I, I think that people didn't really, don't really understand how dangerous this virus actually is. And, you know, you have one, one person that is is not feeling well, that's ill, and they're uh, doing hair, and, you know, they come in contact with 84 people, and those 84 people are going somewhere else and coming in contact with another 84 people, and it, it leads to a very disastrous um, no ending. And we have to acknowledge that and do what we need to do to ensure the health and safety of our community. Ward 3 Alderperson Doris Turner, thank you so much for your time on the Council Roundup. We really appreciate it. We continue with the Council Roundup on the morning news feed. I'm Chris Murphy. Jim Leach is filling in today for Greg Bishop at 217-629-7970. And our special guest on the Council Roundup this morning is Ward 9 Alderman Jim Donlin. Jim, good morning to you. And uh, I guess I guess it's kind of the thoughts of Doris Turner. I'm going to ask you the same question. It seemed a little bit mundane to start out, but it sure got uh, exciting in a hurry at that Committee of the Whole meeting last night. Well, good morning. Good morning, Chris and Jim. And you're absolutely right. That's, uh, you know, we looked at the, I looked at the agenda yesterday and, and, uh, it looked like it would be a, a short meeting business-wise, and it really was. Uh, Alderman Hanauer got things moving along, and I believe we were, when I looked at the clock, we were done with our business that was on the agenda at about 5 till 6, which is a really record time. But then we had some important issues that were discussed, that's for sure. 
Yeah, oh, oh, definitely. And I mean, the the first one, obviously, you know, as we go through an order, we were talking a little bit about the landlords and, and uh, the situation with uh, where people are complaining about uh, nuisance. And we seem to get that every year in Springfield about this time right now where people overgrown lawns, things of that nature. But uh, some things are put on the table where finding not only the tenants, but the landlords in that case. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's something that is, it, it occurs throughout the city of Springfield. Matter of fact, I had a call just yesterday about the, you know, the tall grass in one of the neighborhoods uh, just off of North Grand. And, uh, but it's these recurring offenders that is, has been a struggle for not only the council to deal with, meaning because we get the calls, but from uh, the staff perspective, and it's a lot of staff time involved. So I think, uh, I really, what I liked that I heard last night and, uh, you know, when, when we did uh, some of the garbage changes years ago, there was some ambiguity in the uh, code that it used to, you know, do we do we cite the tenant, do we cite the property owner? And we cleared that up and made it the property owner. And there was the logic there that if the property owner lives in the property, obviously they're responsible for having garbage service. If they lease the property out to somebody, they're responsible, to, whether it's through the lease or to ensure that their tenants have the uh, garbage service. And because if you don't have garbage service, it leads to a lot of these problems we've been discussing. Exactly. That seems to be the move with CWLP, you know, getting that onto the bill. And again, Ward 9 Alderman Jim Donlin is with us. Alderman, uh, let's talk about the uh, allegations of a double standard on the part of the city police. Uh, and, and Chief Kenny Winslow you know, makes the point that there's a big difference between a, a broad daylight protest in downtown Springfield over one of the biggest issues in the state right now versus people just gathering for a, a block party in a residential area late at night or early in the morning. Uh, but the the feeling is that some people are being held pretty strictly to the letter of the law and others are being given a pass on it. Where, what does it look like from, from your perspective? Well, I've heard this now for a couple of weeks, and uh, I, I tell you what, it, there is a perception out there that there is a double standard, and that's something that should not happen. And, uh, you know, if the rules are being broken by anybody in this community, they should uh, be addressed and addressed accordingly. And I, I didn't like uh, some of the allegations that, that I heard, and uh, quite frankly, it's something that I hope we talk about next week uh, when we have our executive session, kind of get to the more nitty-gritty details, but that's something, obviously, that uh, it, it, we can't allow to happen in this community. What do you think needs to happen to change that perception? Is this a, a question of leadership? Chief Kenny Winslow's gotten pretty high marks for trying to reach out to minority communities and make everyone feel included and listened to. But but pretty plainly, there are people who still feel like some folks are, are treated more harshly than others. Well, it's clear that that's, that's what's being alleged here and something that we can't allow to happen. And that's why there needs to be ongoing dialogue and action ultimately. And when there are, when there are events in the city, whether they are in neighborhoods or in the in the business districts, those things need to be the rules need to be followed. Period. And and that's how it should be done. And uh, I think uh, you know if if a, a good leader listens to listens to what people have to say, and I think some of these uh, these things have been I don't think I know these things have been articulated very well. They've been we've been we've heard some clear examples and. Uh, Quite frankly, I'm concerned. Alderman Jim Donlin is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Alderman, let's turn to the reopening coming up on Friday. you got a lot of bars and restaurants that are being set up here. To You know, the restaurants that have service that are setting up outdoor tables. You know, what is that right. going to be looking like? And what do you think should happen in terms of enforcement? I mean, we heard the mayor in his rant last night talking about uh, warning people that this is not a congregating thing, that once these open up and they have the tables six feet apart, you don't go wandering to the next table and, and talking 
talking to people or whatever, that this is just basically a way to eat at the restaurant. What should police be doing as far as enforcing that? Well, first of all, I'm glad that the I'm glad that the governor and, and listened and and uh, you know there's an there's a we we there was absolutely a need to uh, take the actions that we took back as a state back in March, and uh, I think the numbers will show in the in the in the, in the long run and even uh, thus far that uh, because of the actions that were taken, we were able to uh, you know uh, keep the curve uh, down and and uh, you know it's it's one of these things where you know think about it. Would you have guessed a year ago that we would have uh, businesses closed, kids wouldn't be in school, we have a high schooler and a college student uh, operating out of the kitchen, the living room, we have no baseball. I mean, these are, these are times like that we've never experienced and hopefully we'll never experience again. But getting to your question, um, I'm happy that, I'm happy that uh, restaurants and bars are going to be able to uh, do something creative, uh, something outside. Uh, quite frankly, if the rules aren't followed, again, then uh, we need to cr- we need to crack down. You know, I have a, a, a bar in my, a bar restaurant in my ward that uh, questioned and said, you know, hey, what about this restaurant that opened? What what's going to be done about it? And uh, I think you know that again, uh, we need to you know uh, the mayor has some authorities there. Uh, I think uh, Jim mentioned it earlier about uh, you know having a, uh, he's a liquor commissioner and and uh, things need to be looked at. I obviously, don't want to go down that road, but. Uh, you know, this is public health, and, and there's got to be, uh, you know, the, the recommendations of the CDC and, and the Illinois Department of Public Health need to be followed so that we can keep people as healthy as possible. Alderman, are you hearing about any businesses in your ward that are not going to be reopening when this is all said and done? We, we've really only heard of just a, a handful that say they've closed their doors for good, which is great. We hope everybody can reopen again. But there's been a, an ongoing fear that a, a number of businesses won't survive this. What's happening in Ward 9? Yeah, you know that's a fear. It is a fear, and, and quite frankly, you know when you talk when you talk about the when you talk about uh, restaurants and bars even being able to open, you know, if if you know we're talking you know outside in tents, and obviously that is weather uh, contingent, even though it is under a tent. Uh, restaurants are uh, have uh, voiced their concern about you know being at a certain capacity. Uh, you know, if in, in essence, if they're less than fifty percent capacity, you know, they still have the same bills, still have the same. Uh, staff and and uh, you know how are we, how are we going to make it in the long run and you know and I, I don't necessarily have the answer and that's that's the frustrating part of, part about all this uh, I don't think we we necessarily have you know the the one and only answer I'm glad the federal government's come through with some funds to help uh, local businesses but more is needed for sure. All right, Ward 9 Alderman Jim Donlin is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY uh, with the Council Roundup. And I guess, you know, as, as we wrap things up in the in that, too, you know, I, what, I'm, what I'm really confused about with the outdoor seating with the restaurants is that, you know, we have a stipulation in Springfield with beer gardens where we have the walls and everything around that. Yeah. How are the restaurants going to be able to do that? Is a tent going to be okay, or is that something that's going to change along the fly as we experiment this weekend? Well, I think kind of all of the above. Uh, you know, I, I talked to a corporation council last week about, you know, I was asked by a business, uh, you know, hey, what, what if our, what if a business doesn't have a, what, I'll use my words, a cafe license or an outdoor, you know, beer garden type license where they can serve alcohol and is the mayor going to allow, you know, allow that to happen like he did with the carryout? And I talked to corporation council and they're definitely looking into all of that and trying to find a way to make this work for the community. Yeah, not only from a commerce standpoint, but make it work from a health standpoint. Exactly. And I appreciated that. Yeah. All right, definitely. Alderman Donlin, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it on the Council Roundup.
Well, gentlemen, thanks for having me, and everybody stay healthy and uh, have a good rest of the week.